0: You're listening to DA Rockstars Podcast, a podcast for dental assistants. I'm your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for 20 years and I've learned a thing or two along the way. And here's what I've learned. We have to band together to share our pearls so that we can all grow and achieve rockstar status. for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars. This week I'm flying solo, guys, and I want to talk about the dental assistant's role in uh, presenting treatment. (laughs) Now, I'm going to give you a scenario, a situation, if you will. Actually, I'm just going to tell you what (laughs) happened to me at the office. How about we do that? (laughs) Okay, so as a dental assistant, if you've done your job on the front end when bringing a patient back, say they're in there for an LOE, right? And you've taken the radiographs, you got the IOCs, the intraoral cameras up. You and the dentist have looked at everything that's going on. You have listened to the chief complaints. When did it start? How bad does it hurt? All of these things, right? And you're in the operatory. And this is what I encourage you guys to do. You always be your wingman to the dentist. So the dentist sits down, they start talking about, this is what we see, this is what you're presenting with, and they go out left field and say, okay, well, I think that this tooth is suffering from irreversible pulpitis. And then that poor patient looks at you and is <laughs> like a deer in the head like, what, what is that? You know, the, we don't expect them to know what that means. Uh, So don't be alarmed if the patient looks to you for translation. And we've talked about this before. Uh, So the dentist, you know, that's when it's your cue to chime in. There's a blank space, a blank stare, and you jump in. You say, okay, doc, so for irreversible pulpitis, does that mean that the the nerve is, is dying and that, you know, there's no way to fix this? And that clicks. I mean, that patient looks at you. Okay. Oh, that registers. I get it now. They go back to the doctor and then they talk about, okay, well, if it's dying, what do I do about it? So then your doctor starts giving treatment options, right? So it's a wait and watch. uh, Let's get your antibiotics for when it starts to hurt, or let's get you scheduled to have the root canal done. Whether that's in the office or referral, you can get that started, right? And then the patient Doesn't know what a root canal is most of the time, unless they have one already. They 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 hear horror stories, right? (laughs) I mean, that's like the dreaded word root canal, Uh, and that's your opportunity to explain it to them. You know, a root canal is super basic. I mean, they do it all the time. It's a very um, uh, desirable procedure to keep a tooth, right? So, what you do is you go in and you take out the infected nerve which lives in the middle of the tooth where the blood lives. You clean it, you disinfect it, you fill it with a biocompatible material, and it kind of replaces, um, you know, it, it basically tricks your body into thinking your tooth is totally fine without infection and, and being able to retain that tooth. Okay, so here's a little nudge too, because if, if you can see on your patient's face that they are not receptive of having a root canal. You've told them, you know, what the detailed treatment includes. You've told them an estimate of fee, whether it's, you know, because we have different costs, right? So an anterior is cheaper than a posterior. We all know this. And uh, and you've covered the idea that if it's number 14, it might have four canals, like whether you determine to keep it in-house or refer it out. I mean, that's already been discussed, right? And then they want to know, what are my other options? So Part of being a a great rockstar dental assistant is communicating with your patient all of their treatment options. So what'll happen sometimes, guys, is your dentist will go rogue. (laughs) They will see irreversible pulpitis and bam, root canal is the only option. But you make sure that you use open-ended questions with your dentist in front of your patient, okay? So if this patient is looking like root canal is not a viable option you know, whether it's finances or, you know, they just, they don't have value in their tooth. You tell them, okay, well, if you don't do this root canal, what happens? And then the doc, that opens up the door, right? For your doctor to be able to tell the patient, okay, so if you don't get this root canal, you will, you will end up with an infection and, 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 you know, all the systemic issues that can come along with that. And then, you know, the tooth will have to be removed. And then, if that's where they stop, you keep them going. You guys keep them going. <laughs> okay. So, if we have to take this tooth out, doc, what happens with that space? Like, does it affect the other teeth? Open-ended question. That's the doctor's cue to jump in. Okay. So, if, if you decide not to do this root canal and and you want to have the tooth removed, there's some things that'll happen if you don't do anything to replace that tooth. That's when their opportunity to talk about super eruption shifting, drifting, all of the bone loss, all of these things that happen, you guys know, like it's a domino effect. The minute you lose a tooth, you know, there's no reason for bone to be there. So it's skedaddles, right? (laughs) And then the other guys want to touch somebody and he's not there. So they start moving and shifting and you get periodontal pockets and all of these things. But you need to make sure that if your doc isn't tracking, you need to jumpstart that, right? You need to make sure that you use open-ended questions. You give the patient all of the possible treatment options. Because the last thing you want to do is tell someone that they need a root canal and don't give them any other options and don't tell them the consequences of not doing anything. And then they leave and then they go for a second opinion. (laughs) And then that dentist is like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you can do the root canal. You can do an implant. You know, there's partials. There's bridges. You don't want to miss that opportunity, not only to give a more comprehensive exam, but to also, you know, help the business side of it out, right? You want to make sure that your office is productive. Like, you're not doing a disservice to anybody by giving somebody options for care and making sure that they're educated the best that you can with the right words so that they can make an informed decision. So I hope that helps. All right, guys, you know, we have to do Jekyll and Hyde, right? (laughs) Okay, so here's the, is it Hyde or Jekyll? Whichever one is bad. This is the version I'm talking about. You have to make sure it's a fine line between open-ended questions and giving that patient hope that there's other options. So you don't want the dentist to leave the operatory and then you say, well, you know, you could just do a bridge. What if they can't? What if they're missing adjacent tooth? What if they have mobility in the teeth that are next door to it? What if You know, there's just no possible way that a bridge is even an option in this particular area. So I just want to, you know, (laughs) make sure that we don't overstep our clinical boundaries as far as, you know, make sure we stay in our lane. Don't go off of our pay grade. And don't give patients hope for treatment that they may not be a candidate for. Right, guys? So just help your dentist out. Help the patient out. At the end of the day, that's all that we really want, right? We want to help people. <laughs> we we do it through the mouth, but that's how we want to do it, right? And we don't want to mislead people or, you know, put a doctor hat on because we're not a doctor. We're dental assistants who are trying to make these patients' visits more enjoyable and more educational and seamless. And that's what you truly want at the end of the day. And before you go taking my advice, do some role-playing with your doctor. (laughs) You know, do it without a patient present or on another team member. How can we present treatment plans to where the patient will say yes? How can we do a better job communicating so that we don't get the call 10 minutes later after the patient's left the parking lot saying that they don't understand anything that was told to them? We just, you know... A little bit more work on the front end saves us a whole lot of heartache on the tail end. Right, guys? <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. As always, if you need to get a hold of the DA Rockstars, you can find us on the Facebook page. Uh, Julie Varney on Instagram with the Dental Assistance Rock. And if you want to find your tribe, Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is here. At the end of the day we are all going to grow together by sharing our pearls. <laughs> and, and, and that just, that, that has so much to do with just sharing our experiences, what we can do to be better, how other people are doing it, and, and growing our knowledge base. Because this is the time for dental assistants to rise up, to know your true worth, and to see the value that you bring to the office. You are not disposable. This is an amazing career field and you can elevate yourself in this career field. Don't walk out to go to hygiene school or leave dentistry altogether because you don't feel that there is room for growth because there is, guys. And I am proud to be a part of this whole movement and I'm super proud of you guys for taking time out of your day to listen to a podcast for dental assistants. Because this means that you're thinking about work when you're not at work. (laughs) Or you could be listening while you're at work. Say you're in sterilization right now with your earbuds in and you're like jamming out while you're cleaning instruments. I don't know. I just, I'm proud of you guys. And uh, share it with other people. Because I know we all know dental assistants that could really use a little bit of encouragement and some avenues and resources and options to be able to bring more to their office. But until next week... Keep on suctioning.